My Car Guru, Season 11, Episode 22. Okay, and welcome into my world, the world of automobiles. I can't think of anything that I would rather do than be in the midst of cars, trucks, SUVs, especially old ones like me, and to enjoy interacting with all the folks that have to bring their cars in for service and, and to buy cars. And it is just an exciting, active, hyperactive at times place to be. And um, I'm glad I'm honored. Okay, on a personal note, uh, if that wasn't personal enough for you, you know the stuff that you have that you've had for a really long time? I'm not talking about, you know, just like stuff that you bought at Kmart. 32 years ago. I'm talking about like your your uh, children's toys, uh, like old electronic equipment, like old stereo receivers. Uh, those things are worth a lot of money right now, and there's so many places to sell them. I'll give you an example. So I bought, well, I didn't buy it. Somebody gave me a reel-to-reel tape player. Now, if Maybe you'd, I'm not going to describe what that is, but it's one big reel goes to another reel, and that's how they used to record music and stuff like that. So somebody gave it to me. Well, I was looking online to see, well, what is this thing worth? Somebody had come in and said, man, that's cool. I bet that's worth a lot of money. And, I, you know, ding, a little light went off, and I said, well, I need to check, I guess. So I did. Uh, it's worth about $3,500. You know, when you find just randomly find $3,500. That's a pretty good thing. When I find $5, I get all giddy. So um, if you've got stuff like that, like I, I know when I was in college, like Marantz stereo systems, like stereo receivers, Yamaha, Bang & Olufsen. Well, there weren't many of those. That's a That was a Swedish brand. What else? Oh, yeah, Pioneer, Kenwood. You know, these old receivers, if they work, they're worth some money, and they are not hard to sell. For example, on this uh, this reel-to-reel or tape deck, I started to say cassette, but it's not. You know, it's there's this website called Reverb. That's R-E-V-E-R-B, and I just downloaded the app, took a picture of it, and put it on there. And within, I think it was probably two hours, I looked I, I looked at my email, and there was a, an offer. They offered me what I asked for it. Unbelievable. You know, I was just going to keep it in my office, but for that much money, nah, I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it roll. You know, it's just another one of those examples of the internet and what you can do. I mean, just think of all the people that stay at home now and work full time and make really good money. I know a lot of people that, that write, make a lot more money than a lot of people going to work nine to five or eight to five, five days a week. And they just work from home. And they work online and they sell stuff or they do podcasts or they do so many different things. And you just have to find that right niche or niche, whichever it is. So if you're looking for something, that might be a good place to look. And, and it's just another reason why old people like me need to, to you know get rid of the flip phones. We talked about that last week. Get rid of the flip phone. Get you a smartphone and, and really dig into the kind of things that it can do for you. I ran into a gentleman today in the waiting room, and I said we were just having a nice conversation, and we've talked a lot over the years. He's a good customer, and I said, "What kind of phone do you use?" And he pulled it out; it's a flip phone. 
I said, why don't you get a smartphone? He said, well, you know, I've just never been that much of a computer guy and stuff like that. I said, do you read books? Well, yeah, sometimes I do, but it's hard to see them sometimes. I said, dude, how about audiobooks? And uh, I just talked about all the audiobooks that my wife and I listened to and the podcasts that we listened to. I said, really? I didn't know you could do that kind of stuff. So anyway, get off the couch, get down to the Verizon store or AT&T or whoever and get you a smartphone. And then you can hook it into your brand new car and do all kinds of things. Take advantage of that technology. I'm sitting here in my office. If my F-150 was at home and I'm thinking, you know, did I lock that thing? Hmm. Or I could fly to Jacksonville, which I'm getting ready to do this week, fly to Jacksonville, Florida, and say, you know, did I lock my vehicle at the airport? Well, I just go into my phone to my Ford Pass app and uh, lock my car from there remotely. Do all kinds of things. It'll tell me when it's time to change oil, when my tire air pressure and my tires get low. So that's just some of the things you can do. And you learn that from a guru. I'll be back in just a minute. Okay, I am back. Had a pretty savvy customer yesterday. Bought a pretty expensive vehicle from us. It was a 2023 Ford Bronco Raptor. Now, when you put Raptor at the end of like a Bronco or a F-150, the price goes up dramatically. It's an off-road-like vehicle, and people never take them off-road. They just look like they're very, and they are very capable to uh, traverse the Baja or to go on the Dakar Rally, if you can get it over to Africa to do it. So they are incredibly capable vehicles, but they're also very popular, and people are wanting to buy them. And, you know, it's one of those things that, that, that I can get from another dealer, probably fifteen twenty thousand over sticker, but I'd rather sell it to a retail customer. Well, this guy's pretty savvy. He's in um, Alabama, a place called Arab, Alabama. It really does exist, and it's spelled like I pronounced it. And he said, "I would love to have your Raptor, but I don't want to pay what you know what other dealers are charging." I said, "Where have you found it?" He said, "Well, I haven't found any. I just found yours." And so we negotiated a price. He said, by the way, do you think there's any extra money available to me? I'm a pretty good Ford customer. Would I have any kind of incentives or anything like that that, I, that aren't like public? I, I was really impressed that he knew to ask that question. We always check those anyway. But some customers fail to ask that. If you're buying a Honda, Chevrolet, uh, Chrysler product, just about anything, make sure that they check all incentives that you might be eligible for because sometimes the manufacturers send out these lists of of names. I don't and sometimes they're picked out randomly, I guess, and sometimes they are actually tied to the vehicle that you currently own. Because that manufacturer is wanting to do a conquest sale. So sometimes they call them conquest incentives. So what what will happen is uh, you will fall on that list and then you are held into an, a database in case you come in. If you come in, the dealership looks it up and, oh, voila, there's $2,500 rebate. And that's exactly what happened to this gentleman. There's no rebates on Broncos. I mean, Broncos are one of the hottest things in the world right now. But because he was on a what they call a, a manifest list, that's what they're properly called. Because he was on that list, we put in his name, his address, and his zip code, and boom, it comes up $2,500. And I said, guess what? You're getting an additional $2,500 off on this. And he was so grateful. And he wanted me to check it. 
he requested it. Like I say, most customers don't know that that is available to them. So now you do. There's no excuse not to ask. So what you do if you go to the dealership and you're negotiating a deal, then negotiate the, the transaction stuff and then say, by the way, would you please have your sales manager check and see if I'm on any manifest list for a special incentive? And he'll go, hmm, okay, I'll be glad to do that. And so he goes and does it, and he comes back and said, no, you're not on one of our lists, but we have this. You know, maybe they'll offer you some free accessories or something. But if you're on the list, he said, congratulations, you are on a list and you get $3,000. Would that make your day? Well, it should. So that's something that you wouldn't know to ask for if you didn't listen to this radio show. Okay, what we're going to talk about today. You can negotiate for everything. That sounds like an introduction to a soap opera. But it's, it's true. You know, there is a phrase that the average consumer can ask uh, somebody that's trying to sell them something. And at least 50% of the time, it will get you a discount. And I don't care what you're buying or where you're buying it, even in some big box retail stores. Now, I'll tell you one place it won't work. Walmart. Won't work at Walmart. But it'll work at Lowe's. It'll work at best, well, it won't, maybe, may not, yeah, it'll probably work at Best Buy. It'll work at um, Home Depot. You want to know what that phrase is? Here it is. Is that the best you can do? It's really simple. You're just asking them a simple question. You know, they give you a price, or you see the price. Somebody walks by. And I, I did this on a grill one time. Oh, it just embarrassed my wife to death. She said, Lenny. But if you don't ask, you don't receive. And I asked. I said, is that the best you can do? And this girl looked at me and said, well, I don't know. Let me go ask my manager. i got to find the store manager. I said, okay, we'll wait. So she brought the store manager over. He said, can I help you, sir? I said, yeah. I mean, I see the price on the grill. I just really didn't want to pay that much. Is that the, is that the best you can do? And he kind of looked at me and said, well, no. He said, I think I can give you, I think we have some coupons up here. I can give you maybe uh, $50 off. I said, well, great. Appreciate it. Saved $50 just because I asked. That'll buy lunch for a couple days. Used to buy lunch for a week. But that's, like I say, I mean, it's not that hard, but you will embarrass. I think most people are embarrassed to ask for a discount. Now, a lot of folks that come in to buy cars aren't, but it's uh, the they're few and far between. Most people think that that, or most surveys say, that people do not like to negotiate, but they think that that's the best way to get a better deal is to negotiate. But most people are just so weak as far as negotiating or negotiating. Um, even salespeople are very weak. I mean, they fold like a piece of paper. Um, you know, a customer says, well, I'm going to go home and think about it. Okay, we'll go think about it. You know, if somebody says, I want to go home and think about it, I'd like to know what they're unsure about. And so I'll say, well, that's fine, and I think you should go think about it. It's a big decision. But if you don't mind my asking, what are you unsure about or what do you want to think about? What in particular? And they'll say, well, you know, I just, I'm not sure I like that color or I don't like the, you know, I'm not sure we can afford that monthly payment. Or I've had people, many people say, well, I just need to go home and pray about it. And I say, well, that's the best reason in the world. But, you know, you people have different reasons. Sometimes, folks, is sometimes people just need an answer. You haven't answered all of their questions. 
But lots of times they don't even know what questions they want to ask because they're unsure. This is unfamiliar territory for a lot of folks. And, and we appreciate that. You know, at my dealership, when we work with a customer, we try to do it at their pace. I said, don't ever give a customer impression that you are pushing them to make a decision. People don't want to be pushed, but they do want to be led sometimes. You know, they want to be led to making a great decision. You know, the last thing we want as a car dealer is to have somebody come into the dealership, buy a car, come in, and, you know, like maybe on a Saturday, and we're closed on Sunday, and Monday morning, there they are waiting for us to show up again. Have you ever done that? Have you ever bought a car and then got buyer's remorse really badly and then ended up back on the doorstep of the dealership on Monday morning and say, I just really don't want this car? You know, it's probably because you didn't ask the right questions and you didn't get all of your questions answered. I think it's really important to think about it. You know, that's another powerful leverage term that a customer has. You do not have to buy today. It doesn't matter how many balloons they have filled with with helium around the store. Doesn't matter how loud the music is. At some places, it's like an absolute circus. And you've got more managers and closers than you have salespeople. And they're trained to get you to make a decision and to, to basically paint you into a corner. But that corner, you know, this is not, you know, communist, Stalinistic Russia. You don't have to, you can get out of the corner. You just got to say, give me my keys. I want to go home and think about it. Now, as a negotiating technique, uh, other than saying, uh, is that the best you can do? Which will get big results. Very rarely will a salesperson say, yeah, that's the best we can do. Because they don't know that they're authorized to say that. So they're going to get up and excuse themselves and go to the manager. And they're going to cut the price most of the time. But the other powerful thing that you can say is, you know, I think we're just going to go home and think about it. In some stores, that is like a five-alarm fire when you say that. Because they don't want you to go home and think about it. They want you to buy it right now. Because they know that a couple of things could happen if you go home and think about it. You could actually go to another dealership and buy a car. Or you could go home and think about it and talk yourself out of it. And so they'll try all kinds of things. One of the things they they try to do is, is this thing called a spot delivery. And that's one of the things that I want to really caution young people about. And, you know, folks who are, hmm, I don't know, they just have a hard time standing up to a salesperson when they say they want to go home and think about it, they really don't mean it, and they should because they're the ones that are most financially vulnerable. You know, the financially vulnerable are the people that end up paying way too much for a car, and, you know, they get all big stars in their eyes and think about how good they're going to look, you know, parking that in their driveway and all their neighbors coming over, and they create all this excitement. And then they realize, then they get the payment book. And they forgot about how much extra their insurance was going to cost. And they forgot about, you know, as far as maintenance cost and gasoline. And, you know, gasoline all of a sudden, you know, goes up again. You know, all these extra costs. And then, then they're struggling to make the payments. So the spot delivery is when they say, the, the dealership says, well, you know, you just sign these documents and you can you can take it home and we don't have it approved yet. But, 
you know, we, we've called it into the bank and everything, and we, we don't have an approval, and you need you to sign this document. You just go ahead and take it home. Well, what that does is that these people take mental ownership of the car, and they show it to all their friends, you know, and they go out to eat in it and stuff, and then they, they really, really start claiming it as their own. But it's not. They haven't finalized the deal. So they go back in on Monday, or the dealership calls them and says, yeah, come on back. I got, you want the good news or the bad news? They say, well, how about the good news? Well, you can buy the car still. Well, what's the bad news? Well, it, the payment's going to go up because your credit, is, uh, your credit score didn't allow us to give you this, this 2.9% rate. Your, your rate is actually going to be 12.9%. What? And then the payment, but your payment's only going to go up $50 a month. Well, you've already mentally, you know, checked all the boxes. You want it. You've showed it to your mother-in-law and to your cousins. And so you're too embarrassed to take it back. Say, well, no, I really can't do that. Well, you're going to pretty much have to because we've already sold your trade in. Now, this is the, the box that some dealers will build around you as a car buyer. And they can't do it legally. Okay, they're lying to you. Now, are there a lot of dealers like this? Yeah. You know, I would say that it probably 10% play these kind of games. Uh, most of the dealers have figured out that, you know, you're going to run off most of your customers if you do these kind of things. But watch out for the spot delivery. If it's a condition, or, you know, the real name is a conditional delivery, watch out for that. Because you know, it, wait until you are certain that the car is yours and you know what the rate is. Don't sign anything. If they want you to take the car home and then sign a bunch of paperwork, don't sign anything unless it's the final paperwork. Because, you know, then they have some kind of leverage to get you back. Just uh, leave. You know, say, give me a copy of the buyer's order. You go ahead and do your thing. Try to get me approved and all that. Let me know what my rate's going to be on Monday. Well, we might sell the car. You know, some, well, if you sell the car, you can get me another one. Well, these are kind of hard to get. You know, they'll come up with all kinds of excuses, but don't fall for it. Um, too many people will. So if you've got some, some young person out there that is uh, getting ready to buy a car or, you know, a grandchild, they need to listen to this podcast. This is a radio show. You're probably listening on the radio station, but it, it also is a podcast. This is season 11, episode 22, I believe. Yeah, 22. And so um, you need to get them to listen to this because they're the ones that fall trapped to this. And, and think about how much money you'll save in your lifetime if you just say, is that the best you can do? And because it will work. It works on, on lawnmowers. It works on chainsaws. It works on, at like building supply. It'll work on just about anything except Walmart, you know, where they don't have any leverage. I wouldn't recommend it at a restaurant. Yeah, uh, how much is the apple pie? Uh, it's $17. Is that the best you can do? Well, let me go get my manager. I don't think that's going to happen, but it possibly could. So you don't. if you don't ask, you don't know, right? Okay, I'll be back in just a minute. You know, I just wonder if there's been a surge in business at the local Verizon stores and AT&T because uh, they listen to my radio show podcast slash podcast and uh, said, you know, 
I'm just not going to have a flip phone anymore. I'm going to go go for broke. Again, I recommend Apple uh, just because you can get the Apple Watch too. And if you fall, it'll tell nine one. It'll send a message to nine one one that you fail, and you can call people from your phone. Sometimes I forget my phone. I just lately, I don't know, maybe it's senility, but I'll forget my phone. But I have my Apple Watch on, and so I still get a phone call. And my my watch will remind me, hey, you left your phone behind, and it'll tell me where I left it as well. So that's kind of handy when you're getting older. But there's some there's so many advantages to that, and there's so many advantages to uh, going through the list of, of podcasts over the last uh, couple years. There's probably 95, 96 of them there, and, the, and there's some type of uh, situation that applies to you, and you can get it at Apple Podcast, or you can go to, you can even get it from Amazon. But the best way to do it, if you, if you just have an, uh, some type of device on a computer or whatever, just Google My Car Guru Podcast, and it'll pop right up, and you can go through the menu and listen to something that applies to your particular situation. Um, also, you can call me or send me a text to 423-552-2020 or send me an email to LennyLawson2020 at gmail.com. Oh, and when you go to the um, Verizon store and they give you a price on what the contract's going to cost, say, is that the best you can do? And just wait. And they'll probably, well, let me check with my manager. And because, uh, you know, I was thinking about going to the AT&T store as well. Oh, and then they'll give you a deal like you wouldn't believe. It works. Well, thanks for listening to this edition of My Car Guru, and I will talk to you again tomorrow.